Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Catitude. I'm your show host, Michelle Fern. My guest today is, well, she's known all over the world. She actually moved from Italy all the way to the U.S. to Florida. I'm not sure why, but we're going to find out. <laughs> so she not only wrote just a wonderful book that talks about being a modern cat pet parent, but also makes some really cool products for your cat that we'll get into later in this show. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I would like to welcome Melissa Mezzalira. She is the author of Cat Essentials for the Love of Cats for the Modern Cat Lady Journey into Cat Parenthood and Entrepreneurship. Welcome, Melissa. Hi, Michelle. Thank you very much for having me at your podcast. I'm very excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. So let me ask, why did you write your book? (laughs) The million dollar question. Well, the book idea came mainly from my desire to connect with uh, other like-minded cat loving people. I think we all share our appreciation for our beautiful felines and uh, we also wonder the why we feel this almost irrational love for our furry babies don't you <laughs> i mean what is it that makes them so irresistible that we basically will do anything for them so i feel that we need to start understanding the bond between humans and cats better not only to help us grow as cat parents but um, also to take better care of them I think there is so much fascination around cats and I explore some of these aspects in the book. I actually think, consider 2021 the year of the cat. Cats are finally getting the respect that they deserve. (laughs) And I think that during the COVID lockdown really helped people to spend more time with their pets and appreciate them more, appreciate their essence. And there is like a, a social switch that I uh, talk about in the book from cat ownership to cat parenthood where more and more people consider themselves cat dad, cat mom, cat parents in general. 
Um, and then cats become really part of the family. But in the book, I also wanted to answer the often asked question on how I have come to create Cats Essentials and uh, design a line of miniature furniture specifically for cats. So I give a little bit of my personal story from growing up in Northern Italy in an artisan family. And then my later move to the United States, my master's of international business. But I talk about it more as a spiritual journey. To me, it's like a spiritual journey into cat parenthood, which is, uh, you know, talking about how several cats that touched my life shaped the cat parent that I am today and also inspired me to start Cats Essentials. Okay, let me ask you this. Your journey began because you were born in Italy. Yes. And raised there and then moved to Florida. And for those of us that have been lucky enough to visit Italy, we know that it's a very different type of, you know, culture. I mean, I, I actually went there out date myself but many, many years ago. And then I was there a couple years ago. And even though I think traditions in some places have kind of melded a little since we're such a global you know, world, the internet's brought us closer. There's still such huge differences. What do you think is the biggest difference with um, as far as for cat pet parents, for how cats are, you know, perceived in Italy, as compared to where you are now, which is South Florida, and it's not that different I think, I don't think South Florida has its own quirks and things like that. Having been raised in the Northeast and Florida and um, lived in the West for a while, but I know Florida really well, especially Southern Florida, and um, which is a wonderful melting pot, but very different from Italy. How do you think the pet parents in both places are similar, but yeah, and also how are they different? Well, I, yeah, like you said, I think they're very similar in a way that, of course, our love for cats, it's love for cats. We can't help it, but just to love them unconditionally. And um, But I think there is a, a slight difference in a way that I believe in the United States, there is a much higher percentage of cats that are more indoor only. Uh, I think that the tendency that uh, is much higher here that is probably in Italy, it's very popular there too now uh, because, you know, of the realization that cats are safer indoor uh, as long as, you know, we're able to uh, offer them a, an interesting life without, you know, taking away what it also, uh, the, the let's say, the wild side of it that they need. But I will say that is one, probably. And then um, and the other one, I kind of feel, maybe it's because I've been living in the States for several years now, but I feel like we like to spoil cats in the States, like on a level that I think I haven't seen anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we really go above and beyond any <laughs> sometimes, which is a great thing because I love actually the our tagline is for spoiled cats only because I honestly have yet to meet a cat parent who doesn't love to spoil their cat. But I do feel that the United States, we really are over the top, which, you know, there is nothing bad about it. I actually think that spoiling cats doesn't ruin them. It only makes them happier. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting you said that about indoor only because I've had guests from, I've been fortunate enough to have guests on Catitude from all over the world. And I actually had another author that was based in the United Kingdom. And she said the same thing about how cats in the U.S. 
are, you know, from what she had learned from visiting the U.S. and from writing, she wrote actually two books that she found, yeah, were much more indoor only in the U.S. And I mean, I know that we're both located in a warm area, so it's pretty difficult to keep your cats outside only. Now, I will say, saying that, I have five cats and two of them are TNR rescues and one Sammy and Jethro, they were parents of two of my adopted cats. Sammy is skittish. After six years, she's still skittish. I don't know why. She just is. And I can't separate them too. But they have a little house. They have shade. They have their own little oh. water fountain outside, right? You, you think spoiled, right? They even yes. have, okay? And I've said this a few times. I mean, my spouse did this. I'll blame it on him. They even have a special heating pad, specially made for outdoors for cats. I love that. That's how I cold it that. gets in South I'll- Florida when you have a cold front. <laughs> what does it get to 40? Maybe for like, right. for like, what, four days out of the year? But yeah. no, they have a special heating pad and it's a covered enclosed little, you know, area. So because I can't, he would come inside, but she would be by herself and I they're like, you know, they're like, you know, mates. I can't separate them. So other for sure they'd be. And then the catio? Yeah. Yes. It's the catio. Talk about that. <laughs> the, 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 the humans have a little spot. Then the rest is cat trees and, you know, litter boxes. They, they, they have it going on. Uh, <laughs> no, but that's just amazing i think it's it's wonderful that uh you know this uh irrational love for cats make us do all of those crazy things for them but uh i think especially not only of course i have my two babies indoor babies maya and baby which are of course the the love of my life but i also have an outdoor straight well it's not mine but it's a straight cat she started to come over about a year ago and i feel the same way you know i i kind of want to spoil her too as much as i can but I also have to respect her individuality. You know, she decided that she wanted to leave outdoor. So I do the best I can to keep her, you know, safe and healthy and uh, fed her as much as I can when she needs to. You know, I go and buy special treats for her. And uh, I think it's important, really, this um, our love also not only for our own um, house cat, but do as much as we can for the stray cats or you know any cats or even you know in in general animals we can help because uh because there is so much say there is so much need you know it's true that they decided to leave sometimes they decided to leave outdoors sometimes they just ended up on the street so you know the more i've learned about the tnr organizations they, they do the spay and neuter and the vaccines and everything they, they can do to help the outdoor cats is, is also, I think, is a responsibility for every cat lover to keep. How they keep the population down? They keep the population, exactly, under control, because because that is also part of being, you know, a responsible cat lover. And it's also about keeping a positive attitude around cats, because unfortunately, there are still so many negative connotations, uh, especially when it comes to stray cats. And so the more we can do to protect them and to, to even to protect them from human danger, because we know that some people even get as far as to hurt them. So honestly, yeah, everything we can do to help them is just, I think, is our responsibility as cat lovers. Right. You know, we, as you were talking about this, I was thinking Sammy and Jethro are both fixed. 
I was always more of a dog person, but Dennis adopted me and then here came all the cats. So actually, when I moved about six years ago, six and a half years ago, the cats came with it. (laughs) Sammy and her and Charlotte were together. Sammy had babies. Before I could get her fixed, she had another litter of babies. And so I actually had to hire someone, a cat trapper to get her um, fixed. I couldn't catch her. I I, Nothing. And this is kind of cute. Every time I have to have treats in my car, so does my spouse, because whenever we go to leave, Mm -hmm. we have to leave the treats so they move away from being under the car. And when we come home, we have to, one of us has to get out. And, or call whoever's home and say, come, come with the treats. I can't get in the driveway. They wait in the driveway. They will not move. They know. They know they how to do it. See? They want treats. They will stay in your way and they will know. Mm-hmm. That's why also we always say when, it, when the weather gets cold, you know, in um, colder places than, you know, where we are, make sure you bang on the hood in warm places. Yes. Make sure you look under your cars because cats are seeking shade when it's hot and they warmth when it's you know cold sometimes they climb up inside of cars you just have to be you know aware of all this right right also let's talk about some of the things that you mentioned in your book that i thought were interesting Mm -hmm. we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back molly here's your dinner (laughs) zeus that's not your food Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Melissa, and she wrote this wonderful book for the love of cats and also runs Cat Essentials. So, Melissa, you talked about cats having their day, and I do know that there's actually, and I think this stat is so true, but the gap is definitely closing. There are more households that have dogs. However, there are more cats as pets, yes. number-wise, because most cat households, you can't stop at one. You have to have at least two, and then <laughs> that adds to three, usually at least two, so they keep each other company. But it's right. narrower and narrower. Why do you think this is? What what is your What was your thought in writing the book, and was your thought correct once you researched it? On the fact that, that there are more cats than dogs? Well, I know that there's more as far as for population wise, I'm I'm talking U.S., more households in the U.S. have a dog. But percentage wise, there are more cats as pets in the U.S. because most households have more than one cat. Yes. 
and the gap is narrowing, I think, because people slowly we're learning how to get along with our feline friends. Yes. They're not. It, it took me a while. I mean, my and my first cat was Dennis is kind of like a dog. So I thought, oh, OK, I can understand cats. And then I got cats that are like really cat like cats. And I thought, oh, I have to learn some things. Because Dennis is part Maine Coon. So he comes when he calls. He eats everything. He taps you for food. You know, he's like a dog. If, if he doesn't wag his tail. He shakes his head. A lot <laughs> too much, but um, <laughs> but he's very dog-like. He's Maine Coon, so I heard that's like a trait of Maine Coon. But Molly, she's my cat cat. She's my diva cat, mm-hmm. and they're demystifying. And I've had other people, you know, say it's interesting about them because they're both predator and prey. Even though they've been domesticated for years, they're still not as domesticated as dogs are. Right. Yes. And that's absolutely kind of weird, right? Because we've had cats for pets for for hundreds of years. Yes. Yes. But um, I think, um, yeah, we can not consider, I I actually don't consider cats as domesticated. Some research actually consider them semi-domesticated because their wild style is still like like a huge percentage of their essence. (laughs) <laughs> you know, they have their, a lot of their natural instinct are, if we look at our house cat, or if we want to call it our mini panthers, <laughs> and we compare them to the wild cats, I mean, they are pretty much the same. You know, there is not really much difference on the way they act, the way they, you know, they, they search for praise, the way they scratch for, you know, the, to, their claws. And so let's say I think cats have adapted themselves to live with us, but they haven't, let's say, physically and uh, genetically changed how they're made. Like their nature, it is still the same as it was. But they have learned how to, you know, be, I don't know if you want to say more proper or more like house cats for the one of us who keep them indoor. And so I believe that it's still, you know, there are some scientific research that are trying to uh, understand cats better, you know, their behavior and uh, all of the genetics and things. But I think we're still way so far from uh, really understanding the true essence of cats. And I think that's also part of what makes us fascinated by them because we don't really understand them completely. I think in my own journey, I have learned to uh, understand them by really truly connecting with them. So by, you know, the fact that that my and baby are indoor cats allows me to spend a lot of time with them, obviously and to check on them regularly and to watch them on their daily activities and notice if something is off. But if I feel like if I really try to connect them, like I will say like heart to heart, I think even though, you know, we know that cats are pretty good on hiding uh, pain or if something is wrong, but we should be able to at least uh, maybe not always identify what is wrong, but we should feel that something is off. So I think it's really important as as cat parents, even if we don't have all of the science and all of the reports on understanding them completely, if we really pay attention and we really listen to them, it will make us better parents because we will be able to take better care of them. At least that worked for me. You know, the fact that uh, when I was little and we have outdoor indoor cats, but they were more outdoor, I didn't have the same kind of connection that I have with my babies now. You know, I can really read the little 
I don't know how they move their tail or like how the sound, if the sound of their voice is different. So it is about the little details, I think, that that are important to understand. Absolutely. And then, you know, as cat pet parents, just think a little bit, at least I. this is what I, I think a little bit that you had mentioned earlier, there's a little bit of that panther trade, you know, that think yeah. the predator and prey. So just think you live with like a little wild animal some of the time. Yeah. You know? But you do though, you get to where you can read your cat better. You understand, you know, the claws are out. It's not that she wants to be, you know, mean or biatch. She's just saying, hey, I had enough of this. Stop. And <laughs> <laughs> just because I'm little and cute, these are, this is how I defend myself. You know, I can't like start yelling. I just meow cute. So what do I do? And I'm not giving up my territory, my space. Right. So the claw comes out because you didn't respond correctly to understanding me. And that's kind of how you have to go about understanding your cat. You know, it's just, it's, it's. It's a learning in progress, I think, all the time. Right. But and it's also I think it's important. And this is another thing that it, it, I wrote in my book. I think it's important to really understand cats in their own essence as with their own as their own species. Because unfortunately, many times there is a comparison between cats and dogs because they're the two most popular pets. And so we often hear people saying, well, but the cat doesn't do this like the dog does or, you know, but at the same time, the dog doesn't do things that the cat do because they're two completely different species. So I think the beauty of appreciating our pets is to appreciate their differences. Exactly. To appreciate what comes with them, you know, like, well, I am a cat and I do cat things. <laughs> no, exactly. And and when I mentioned that Dennis was kind of dog-like, it was just lucked out for me because it was a good transition for me. I don't right. think Dennis should be like a dog he's a cat right he, just his nature he's easygoing he's just big fun loving kind of cat and that's just who he is but i've heard over and over again and this should be ingrained in every person that even goes near a cat cats are not little dogs they are not <laughs> they are not little dogs cats are cats dogs are dogs they're different very different and that's it you know yeah, and, and I think that's that's why it's important for us as cat lovers to be their advocates and just to keep on talking. You know, we all lo love to talk about our cats. And I think that we just keep on talking about our beautiful creature, our beautiful cats and all of the positive qualities they have. You know, we might be able to sway away some people that they say they don't like cats, but I think that most of the time they say that because they don't really understand them. You know, but if we keep on projecting this positive image because they are amazing creatures, not because we want to project, but, you know, it, I think we, we should probably stay away from some of the negativity that sometimes comes, you know, sometimes it's, it's nice, you know, there are a lot of jokes about how cats are aloof and, you know, they're kind of detached from us, which I don't believe is true. There again, it's just because they're acting different than dogs or other animals and they all have their own personalities they're all different yes all and that's different. beauty yes yes absolutely in your book you write about the modern cat lady so who exactly is the modern cat lady the modern cat parent it can be a lady but it can also be a gentleman because honestly there are there is a high percentage of men that also appreciate and have cats 
So, but I think that the modern image is the the cat lady or gentleman again that really loves and cares for their cats as their child. And it is a woman or a man that are modern in, in every way. So we don't necessarily have to go back to this crazy cat lady stereotype. <laughs> and that's why I created this modern cat lady. I call it almost like a movement because there is a switch on where we want to stay away as much as possible from that hurtful and really stereotype that it doesn't do any good to the women. You know, we're not crazy. We're crazy about our cats, but we're not crazy <laughs> just because we love cats. So the Monica lady is actually most of the time a very sophisticated person and actually loves to have beautiful things in their house, dressed fashionably, is not always full of hair in their clothes. You know, there are all of those little details that I think are just negative about women who love cats. And I think that the modern cat lady wants to uh, completely change that. Uh, it's the new era where, you know, we're proud of loving cats. We're proud of having as many cats as we can afford to have or as many as we can take good care of them. And just fight against this uh, stereotype that is just, I think, a bad connotation for that and is also very useless at this point. Exactly. Yes, I totally agree. Let's talk. We have a little time left. Tell us briefly, what is Cat Essentials and why did you start your Cat Essential business, which is this gorgeous furniture, it's, it's organic and colorful and beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you like it. Uh, yes. So the... Um... Cats Essentials, we manufacture in the United States miniature cat furniture, and they are inspired by Italian contemporary furniture. Of course, me being Italian, being around that for a long time, I always loved the simple line and the versatility that you can that you can um, combine your furniture in the house without you know creating kind of like that what over that not so sophisticated look. You can still keep the sophisticated line. And the they're timeless. No they're elegance timeless. of your living room without having some, you know, some of this cat furniture that you find, especially like the real commercial kind, just looks like it doesn't go with anything. Right. And so the Veneto Collection was born because I truly believe that we cat lovers and modern cat ladies in, in, in specific want to have beautiful furniture in our home. We don't want to have those, uh, you know, not attractive cat beds that you have to hide when the guests come over because, you know, you don't want them to see it. But they also, the main reason truly is because I wanted to create something that was safe for our cats. You know, unfortunately, in my research, when I was searching for furniture for my my two babies, I realized that a lot of products are made with um, synthetic uh, fabrics and fillers. And these uh, contains a lot of toxins, which they can be very harmful for our cats, from respiratory disease to allergies to hyperthyroidism and a whole lot of, uh, you know, health concerns. So... I wanted to create something that was not only beautiful, but it was uh, safe for our cats and also for our environment, because one important thing for Cats Essential is also protect our environment. And so that's why I chose to use only organic fabrics and fillers, because that we are sure that our cats can sleep in um, 
beds and, and surfaces there are that contain no toxicity. So, and also the combination of this kind of like, uh, I call it like a luxurious line of organic bedding, uh, because it makes it also fun that you can customize it. You can customize it first for your cats because you can choose, you can even choose your, uh, the filler of your pillows. So, or the density of the mattress to fit the, your cat's preferences, but you can also personalize it for your own, with your own decor. So you choose the colors that might go with your house or the fabric, you know, we have different fabrics and colors. So then that way you can also change and create like a whole new bed almost every day if you want to. <laughs> so the idea was, yes, to be safe for our cats, but also to be fun and beautiful for us cat lovers. Well, it's gorgeous. Where can people find your book and find out more about your line of cat essential furniture? Okay, the book is available on Amazon. So they can either search it with the book name, which is the book title, which is for the love of cats, and it will pop right up. Or they can search it with my name, which for some people might be difficult to spell, but it's Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A, Mezzalira, M-E-Z-Z-A-L-I-R-A. And so they can buy it, they can purchase it on Amazon, or they can head to our website where they can also find our whole furniture and bedding collection, which is catsessentials.com which is catsessentials.com. And from the website, there is from the homepage, there is an image of the book that links you to either Amazon if you want to purchase it there, or there is also a link to a page where you can purchase your book with uh, uh, like an autographed copy of the book. Okay. And I also wanted to mention that right now we're recording this. It'll probably be aired in a couple months later, but right after the aftermath of Hurricane Ian, which took a toll on our friends over on the West Coast of Florida, and you had mentioned you're doing a donation kind of thing with your book for the Humane Society of Naples. Yes. So yes, I wanted to add that a percentage of the proceeds of the book will go to Naples Humane Society to help them. You know, we're hoping to give them a little support for the amazing work they're doing on the rescue effort for uh, the displaced pets in the aftermath of the hurricane. So, you know, we're hoping that to help them in this, they're leading this incredible rescue effort. So we're happy to, you know, do our little part in that. Well, thank you so much for that. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on Catitude and sharing your information from your book for the love of cats and cat essentials. It's so nice to have you stateside. I love Rome, but I can understand the beauty of, you know, Florida with our weather and, you know, <laughs> our melting pot. I can understand that for sure. So it's so nice to have you stateside, even though we're global. And it's been wonderful having you on Catitude. So thank you so much for taking the time to come on no thank you very much michelle for having me and also i would like to note i have the chance to go back to italy quite often so i'm not <laughs> i'm jealous i'm jealous <laughs> i still get to to leave by a little bit of my country which is always great so but thank you very much for having me and thank you for all of the listeners for listening to this thank you Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that show. I loved having Melissa on. Please make sure you take note of her book, For the Love of Cats, written by Melissa Mezzalira. And also check out Cat Essentials, beautiful product. 
And I'd like to thank my cat crew, Molly and Dennis and Charlotte, Sammy and Jethro, and of course, little Nikki for uh, teaching me how to love cats. Thanks so much to everyone listening to Catitude. I appreciate you so much. And of course, thank you so much to my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound great. Now remember, lose the attitude. Have catitude. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.